The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by Hilltown Electrical. Hilltown Electrical deals with both domestic and commercial jobs. You can find them on Facebook or by contacting them on 07793 Coming up on this week's episode, a point of peace as Dundee drove with Motherwell at Dens Park. We look at a potential penalty shot for Dundee, but VAR never spotted it. What's your thoughts? We'll look at the results elsewhere in the Cinch Premiership. We'll look ahead at Saturday's game against St Mirren and Paisley. You've asked for it, we've brought it back. It's the fans' Q&A. And also back is the D Archive. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith, and with me is Paul Gray. Paul, the Cinch is back, baby. How are you feeling about it? I feel brilliant. You hate that saying though, don't you? I hate that saying. Ah, I'm gonna say oh, it it's the cinch. Oh, it's the cinch. Ah, oh, bore off. <laughs> well, nothing speaks more cinch than the, both Brian's, the, the groomsmen, bloody sweeping away the, the water on the right or left hand side, whatever side of the stand you're sitting on. Uh, what a job they did. Game. Fantastic. What a job they did. Yeah. They should have got them to Hamden when I went and seen. Uh, the Scotland game that nearly got drenched out. They would have done a better job, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Uh, also, the the rain was absolutely torrential in the morning, wasn't it? And, <laughs> and everybody just thought this game's gonna get called off. First game of the season, bloody August, and <laughs> the rain was just like more since doing the road. The roof caved in because of the the rain. Um, Evacuated as well, uh, I believe. It was just mental, uh, but thankfully the game got on. But as the it started pissing down again, Germany, I was like, "Oh no, this is going to be an absolute minter if this game gets called off." But thankfully the the both Brian's had the the brushes out and were just working nonstop on that that side of the pitch beside the Derry and Shankly. It's also it's problematic. Has been for a little while. It's not through any fault of their self because they do a, a, an immaculate job. Uh, with the, the pitch, but you know, it's it just gives me the fear as the more bad weather comes in. That yeah. this is, yeah, I, I think well, I actually should start taking bets on how many games that bit of the pitch will get called off for Dundee. How many games in hand will we have by November? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> four of them, five. I'll go five. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're not here to, to speak about that bit of the pitch, we're here to speak about the home opener for Dundee against Motherwell. It was a game that I was looking forward to. Felt like we could have got something out of it. And at the end of the day, we probably could have got the, the win out of it. We had the, the better chances. Motherwell maybe had more space shots. Uh, but Dundee had, the better, uh, Dundee, Dundee had the better chances. Mm. You know, they cracked the post about three times, actually. Um, and... You know, it was it was a tough test against an established Motherwell side, uh, an established Premiership side, and uh, I feel like we've uh, came out looking good. To be honest, what about you, Paul? What do you think about the game? Very happy with the point. I guess the least we deserved. I mean, like you says, with the amount of chances that we had, we probably could feel aggrieved that we didn't actually win it. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and it's a good test, and it's a good, like I says, it's a good marker for us. You know, we're coming up, like you says, against an established Premiership team. And we've not looked like a championship team. Do you know what I mean? We've actually looked like we've matched them, if not better them, in certain areas. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. With that one, 
sometimes you make the step up from the championship and the first game of the season or uh, the first couple of games you do think to yourself oh we've maybe not prepared just as good for this but I do feel that we did it this time and uh, I felt like we matched them and hell we're on yeah, the usual did. cliches yeah. but we did we did uh, throw the cliche forward about holding your own and, and matching teams above you and stuff like that we did that look it's encouraging see for me it's encouraging because you're kind of thinking first game of the season oh no hmm. and then you're like wait a minute here Fucking, we look like we're looking good we look like mm. we could take these teams point of point of the start game uh, point of the first game of the season look that's the first point on the board let's move on do you know what I mean yeah let's just build on it man so we'll um, we'll, we'll talk the goals so Motherwell's goal right by one half time the worst time to ever lose a goal it's never good to lose a goal but Bang on half time, it's it's always a sickener. It's the worst. Yeah, and it just uh the, the ball gets flung out by Motherwell at their half. Well, it was still in Motherwell's half. Ashcroft goes to get it. Totally scuffs it, you know. I think that's his fault. That's no, the, that's, the, the I, way I, that it didn't even bounce, it just skidded under his boots. Ah, it, yeah, at the time, because I, I got roped into doing commentary for it again, and it looked that you know the you seen the water bouncing up for the ball. And it happened here, and it just so happens that the ball went. And as soon as Motherwell got the ball, got it to O'Donnell, uh, O'Donnell, and he passed it, um, a low-driven uh, cross into the six-yard box, and Theo Bear was there to tap it in. A man who had only scored like one goal all last season. He makes his debut for Motherwell, and Dundee gift him a goal. Is it no like somebody put one goal in 37 games or something? <laughs> something like that, yeah. And he I think it might, actually, it might have been Jake that was like, are you a shite striker? <laughs> Come on down to <laughs> Dens. <laughs> that was brilliant. But wait, mate, what a finish for him. Again, that on good. that surface, yeah. he's just guided it, and it, it, not even just guided it, he's rifled it. Um, but to start the play, that, that we dink over for the boy Miller in the middle of the park, 16-year-old, Lennon Miller, mm-hmm. out to O'Donnell. What a pass, by the way. He had a great weekend, that boy. He was quality. Yeah, it was impressed with him and the, the boy Slater as well. That uh, Lennon Slattery. Miller. Slattery. Slattery, Slaters, whatever. Um, <laughs> They're all the same. That Lennon Miller, he, uh, he had a fine chance to win it near the end. Yeah. Uh, his shot, obviously, doing the contract, we're in the main stand again, and we got that pillar in front of you. But as soon as he rifled that <laughs> shot, I actually thought that was going in. I thought it was in. Thought I thought it was going to be like a goal of the season. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it would have been another sickness for Dundee. But, you know, thankfully, thankfully, uh, uh, never. Um, but Dundee... Yeah, Dundee's, very good game. The first half was the much the right home about the conditions. The tamper a lot, the play. The, a, lot, a lot of players not realising or not anticipating the ball like they normally would because they didn't know if it was going to slow down or go a little bit faster on the surface. So yeah. the, the play was, wasn't was disruptive as in the referee was calling it all the time. It was disruptive as in the players maybe not judging it as well. Um, some players adapted to it quickly, some yeah. other than others. I thought Mulligan had a really good first half as well. He adjusted, fucking went on that Maisie run as well. So I thought he was going to score, uh, mate. Oh. Everything right you done, except for... Everything. Yeah. <sighs> I, I was also we talk about it, the Antonio Portales got substituted after... Well, he was what injured after a couple of minutes and then he was hooked after about seven minutes. Of, I don't know what the extent is just now. Um, I don't think... It didn't, even look like there was, it. it didn't even look like there was anything in it. You know, it's it just... 
I don't know, just an innocuous kind of challenge. It's maybe the way he's landed, that could be a muscle. I don't know. It's, unless, he, yeah. unless he thought, fucking hell, it's raining here. There's no, there's no stopper either. What have I done? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to the born for the changing room. Nah, he's sat on the bench. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I see uh, Pineda was reluctant to go on the pitch as well, you know. He was uh, like, Fuck this as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've been roped in, Tony. Sake. Aye. <laughs> you never saw You said it was sunny as city in Scotland. What, the... <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Uh, nah, I was gutted for him, man. Eh? I was gutted. Sure, it was like the first three minutes, and then yeah, like you say, it's about six minutes he got taken off. It was guys for him, man. Yeah, but like Doherty made the point, it was obviously Mulgan came on. There was a reshuffle, but it didn't. It didn't look like it disrupted the team. I mean, obviously no. he's 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 picked the team for that. He's probably been building up for that game for the week and went right. This is the team, right? This is it. Boom, we're ready to go. Oh wait, crap! But they've adjusted. Brought somebody else on. We change of formation. Didn't look. Like they were, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, they, they adapted. I mean, Dundee didn't look like it hampered their play at all. But then they've got to, no doubt on the trainer field, players are told, like, if somebody's got to go off, then you'll move into that position. And so, player, it's not going to come as a surprise for them, really. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Because there's times where you worry if a particular player in a particular position goes off, you're looking at the bench going, oh, wait a minute. Mm. But I liked how he was able to bring on Mulligan. We rejigging. We just carried on, mm-hmm. didn't it? Didn't it? Didn't hamper one. No, nah, I thought oh. it was really good. I'm, I'm encouraged by that as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we found it hard to break down Motherwell. I thought, I think until Luke McCowan got clear and hit the post, mm. we Motherwell were doing great keeping us at bay. We were finding places, we were finding positions going into the Motherwell box, but the end product there was always like one or two Motherwell players there. They had us in their pocket really. Um, so well, they, you know they, they were just finding the, the creativity to break them down. But as the game went on, yeah, we started finding pockets of space, and uh, and then as soon that like say the first time we managed to get behind them, Luke McAwen going on, he was kind of one on one, but at the side it was a tough a tough uh, position to to maybe get the ball slot at home, but hit the post, comes back <clears> and uh, falls to Zach Robinson, and his shot goes right into the keeper's arms. But when you see where we were sitting, the keeper was actually out with the goal. Mm. So even yeah. that shot that shot was going out. Like it was he, going out. He just had to get it... that on target and blast it, and it was a, an equaliser. That's it. But I mean, that, I kind of felt like after the game that we just weren't getting the wee breaks. Like that that shot, like it's hit the post. Why is it no hit the post, bounced off the keeper and went in? Or it's fallen favourably to Robinson. I think it just came at him at pace. Even the... Uh, Cameron one, when he cuts it back and hits, I think it's Casey, it hits the inside of the post and it goes past the keeper. How's it not hit the inside of the post? Hit the keeper and went in. Aye, it's a fine margin. it's falling at a player. You know, it's just... Ah, ah. Yeah, uh, you get frustrated, like, yeah. But, yeah. but on the aftermath of that, that shot, the canvas picked it up, so... Who was it? I can't remember what Motherwell it's player Casey. it was. Was it Casey, right? Casey. Was Casey. And... Um, he goes to put his hands on the keeper, puts his hands on the ball. It looks like he's made a mistake there, but then he does it again. It looks like he, he knows what he's doing. And your keeper grabs the ball and pulls it away from him and kind of looks like I'm like, going, what the fuck are what you, you doing? doing? Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, hey, I, I... I've been looking up for the rules for this, okay? But some people are saying the ball's not in play because the keeper's got it. 
I always thought the ball's in play until it goes out. So yeah, I, I thought yeah, no, I that ball's that. still in play, but surely the player, an outfield player, still can't go up and put his hands on the ball because that would mean like a Dundee player can go up and put his hand on the ball and push it out his hands and. I just, ah, oh, mate, like, see, watching it, 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 it was like, you know that meme that you see, I can't, mean, I can't believe I mentioned him again on a pod, DiCaprio, in that movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he Aye. sees someone on the TV and he's like, like, ah, that's what it's like, you're like, yep. wait a minute, but then I was in two minds, like, is the, keep, the keeper's in control of it, so does that mean nothing can really happen, or he's handled it in the box, why aren't VAR looking at that, what's the rules, come on, we need to Uh-oh. find out. I know. So was, I, me personally, if any, I didn't think anybody was able to do that. So as soon as, even if it was a Dundee play, I'd be thinking, "What the hell's happening here? Why, why, why are you doing that?" Yeah, why's um, nobody like? Probably nobody seen it. But mm-hmm. I mean, but if, if I was on a pitch and seen that, I'd be like, "Ref." Yeah, but <laughs> if, I've, if they've got Vav there and they've got all these different angles of looking at all, all the different play, it showed mm. up on sports scene. So surely you, they're using their cameras. So that, and then some. Yeah, so then one person in the collective assistant referees that are watching this game surely must have seen that and thought, hey, well, hold on a minute, <laughs> what's he just done? Um, Maybe they didn't know the rules. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I, I did also Google to see what was what, and nothing popped up at all. Like, I couldn't mm. see anything at all to say you can't or you cannot do that. But I think, me, I would say you, you can't do that. You've never seen anybody do it before because nope. nobody should be allowed to do it. So... But it's just the first VAR game at Dance Park, and it's funny that I was never called in to play once. Nobody's mentioned it, apart from boys that's seen it, like me, you, and other guys on Twitter, and put videos up and whatnot. That's nobody on the panel mentioned that on sports scene. Nobody probably on the fucking radio. Willie Miller, he would never have mentioned it. do you know what I mean? It's just it's wild. Me, me with the dark blue glasses on, as usual, I'd be going. As a handball ref, apparently. Yeah. You know I mean, but then I, I think with the keeper being in control of it, that probably voids it, voids everything. Yeah. I don't I mean, know, the fact, man. The fact that it was shown on sports scene and nobody said anything kind of makes me think, well, maybe just looking for a penalty when it wasn't a penalty. Surely one of them would have brought it up. But then part of me thinks, nah. Did, just... did, you, watch, did you watch sports scene? Did you watch yeah. it? What would Mo, Charlie Mulgrew sitting there like, he didn't even have a clue. Mm-hmm. And Neil McCann just blethering up for blethering's sake. <laughs> it's brilliant. They, they, yeah. they, that's the first time they've watched the game. And it's funny, like, what did you think of the game, guys? Like, they'd actually watched the entire game. I hadn't. I think this is a collective of Dundee fans watching it going, what the fuck's happened there? Everybody that? was probably off their seat pointing at that screen going, wait a minute, What? Mm-hmm. That boy Casey, oh, solid defender, some belly on him, like. <laughs> like uh, but yeah, but, uh, it was just that was frustrating, like yeah. It was frustrating, but I enjoyed the goal, uh, the, the game. Um, yeah, it was good. Too. We've not even spoke about uh, Lyle Cameron's goal actually. So oh. Dundee, Dundee had been pushing forward. Uh, ball goes to Luke McCowan. Uh, a fantastic cross right at the back post. Lyle Cameron doesn't even have to to jump. Um, that's how good it was. It was pinpoint. He did jump. Did he? he you just didn't notice it. Oh, no, exactly. okay, <laughs> I'm only joking. No, no, no he's... <laughs> he, he's guided it in. You know, he's guided... What a goal, uh, man. What a goal. Yeah. And um, it, was, it, was a, it was a great goal. And uh, you wouldn't, I know that he's already scored the goal we said uh, last term, but uh, 
just thinking the smallest one on the park we all these absolutely monsters of players kicking about because Motherwell got a big squad and we've got a big squad now and there is smallest man on the park here um just ghosted in, mate. That's yeah. what he does. He finds that we, I mean, in, in his interview, he was going on about, oh, there was a couple of times McCowan had whipped the ball in and uh, to the back post and nobody was on the end of it. So he was like, I took a gamble. Mm-hmm. And and he made a great point where their defenders or their big laddies were marking our laddies. They were dealing with that. So he's went, oh, fuck, I'm running the back. Brilliant movement for him. Absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant movement. He started there, he was towards the penalty spot before he made, he seen the wee gap. He went, all right, fuck, I'm taking it. What a ball in though, man. Yeah. Sumptuous. Brilliant, we, man. On commentary, we were going on about who we thought was going to be man of the match just before we got announced. And we, me and Ethan were like, look, look, McCowan. Mm. He had a, a, a fantastic game. And then like two seconds later, I was like, man of the match sponsored by, was it Drain Doctors? Um, who also, Drain, Drain Blitz. Drain Blitz, <laughs> who also, <laughs> the video, uh, I quite like that, the video of the groundsman trying to, Get the sweeping the thing away in the, the their advertising board. <laughs> the boys should have been taking <laughs> off their shoes and put their wellies on, took their tie off, and got a wee homer on the go for Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but then, I, I, I know where they're coming from. The Lyle Cameron, he, he, I think he had a tough game to start with mm-hmm. because also it's his first Premiership start. Um, so it was quite physical for him. Like you've seen players getting stuck into him, but he grew into the game. He just mm-hmm. needed to adjust a wee bit and just he finds his feet, and that was him. And then he he had a great game after that. And then obviously the just just after a couple of minutes after the the goal, he goes in and it's a, a cross deflected into a shot, hits off the post, rolls over other post and out. Um, he he was really good, really good in the game. But I think Luke McCowan, uh he. He was the he was the man for me. The shake of the head says that you disagree with me, Paul. Nah, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. For me, it was a choice of three. Like I would have said, either Botang, Shaughnessy, or McCowan. Like, but I, I think McC- see, like with Botang, boy strolls at it. He never looks flustered. He's just he's ah, covers every blade of grass. Good passer. He's just he's just a class act. Eh? Shaughnessy just for being Shaughnessy, mate. Mm. You know that that that. That header, that saving, that saving the goal for the boy Miller, that that alone. Mm-hmm. But he's but see McCowan. I'm not being funny, right? But I think that's the best game I've seen him play for Dundee, right? And I'm going to. Long story short, he was up against that fullback. What was his name? Pape Sor, Pape Sor, something like that. Right. He's giving him absolute dogs abuse all the way through the game. He's scanning him left, right, you name it. Boy gets booked, and then the boy gets hooked. They bring on a subby, McGinley. What happens to him? Scans right. him, gets booked. Mate, I'm not being funny. If he's if he's got two fullbacks booked, he's man of the match because he's absolutely terrorising them. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely tremendously there. Like, and he sets up the goal. Both, both uh, bookings were from the players hauling them back to stop yeah. the attack. Professional, cynical fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we said that on commentary. It was like they've, they've took this boy off because obviously he's on a booking. Um, so McCowan's skinning them. So you didn't want him up against the boy booking, could lose a man, and the boy comes on, and was it Matters? McGinley. McGinley. Something, yeah. yeah t- uh, he's, he's, McCowan's bursting away, absolutely mm-hmm. bursting away, and you could tell he was fucking raging. I'd be raging as well, but that that's Motherwell. That, that, that's Motherwell. I mean, <laughs> the circle guy, fouls in the yeah. middle of the park, you know what I mean? O'Donnell, actually, O'Donnell, I've never seen a player like his age like diving. 
like that. He really pissed me off. He pissed me off the most. Was that, Madonna. was that across at the the, the side the uh, the dairy? Was it? No, he did it twice. Um, from what I remember, and it stuck out. He had the ball. Mulligan went to like kind of shadow him, and, it, and Mulligan didn't even touch him. He goes to the deck foul. Aye. Towards the end of the second half, they're attacking. He tra- he dives in the penalty box to get a penalty. Kim, what? See him? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he doesn't get a game for Scotland because he's absolutely stinking. <laughs> <laughs> he's only getting a game because his mate was the manager. Absolutely. There's my <laughs> rant over. But anyway, where were we where again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Star man. Should have been man of the match. And I think everybody everybody that was at the game or watched the game would said the exact same thing. Yeah. And that's all taken it away for Lyle Cameron because like, he came no. into the game, got the goals. Uh, Mate, there was brilliant speak. performances across the park. That, yeah. that, that, that's the thing. Um, I thought the boy Beck had another good game. He, he looks an absolute player. McCracken, excellent. He's safe. spittle in the first half. It was just <laughs> what? Yes. Um, yeah, he's 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 a keeper. Like um, so Beck. Obviously, like it says, Botang. But uh, yeah, McCowan every day of the week. Do you? Uh, I noticed that Motherwell's chances came from Dundee mistakes. So we mm. weren't, it wasn't, they weren't getting anything clear cut until we were in the because uh, Spittle's shot came from a mulligan. He passed, well, he, he ran with the ball and then it was easier to pass it to Dundee player and he gave it right to a Motherwell player and then they went right up. This and doesn't sound like him. I know, yeah. And then obviously Ashcroft, <laughs> um, obviously the, the conditions played a part and they got a goal off it. But mm. uh, there was another chance as well, not too clear cut. Was the the header near the end? I think it was one all at the time. McCracken runs out, and one of their players, I can't remember, if it was Mugabe. Um, he gets a head on it, but puts it over oh the yeah. Bar. yeah yeah so, yeah yeah. I remember that yeah because I, th- yeah. I thought the keeper was fouled, but I think he was like. <laughs> it just seemed to be like it was Dundee's mishappens were the reason they got chances because then they did have a, a good fair bit of possession at times and a lot of passing Dundee's running kind of for the ball and but we restricted them because a lot of their shots were like from like 30 odd yards and scaring yeah. over the, the, the bar so but we're containing them like that some people might look at that and think ah oh, but they're getting chances they're we're not getting a touch it's like no no Dundee they're doing what they had to do like they're defending defending doesn't mean putting a tackle straight in, defending, it's like ushering them out, no giving them any space, no giving them any through balls to put in. Uh, yeah. And I thought Dundee done that quite quite good uh, uh, on Saturday. And um, you got somebody like Sean saying, and defence, like, he's going to talk players through the game as well. I think uh, he's been an excellent signing for us. Oh, so mate, he's, he's honestly, like, all the games that I've watched so far, he just... I just kind of put my finger on it. He's he's just mm-hmm. tremendous. Eh? He really is. You can tell he's an absolute leader, and he's got mate. He just lays his body on the line, like for every end. Many times he was doing like sliding tackles, or if he's decked it like unintentionally because of the rain, and then he's still trying to get the ball. He was just, he's just he's class. He's an absolute class actor. Really impressed with him so far. I- I think one of your chances fell. Well, it might have been Mulligan's run. I'm not too sure. I would have to look back. But I think it was Sean. He had the ball, slipped, mm-hmm. nearly gave it away. But just like he stuck it a leg. I yeah. He just kind of shimmied himself on the ground, still on his ass. Actually, yeah. his side put his leg, got it, and got it away. And that's the, that was Mulligan's. Yeah, that yeah. was Mulligan's run. That started it. Do you know what I mean? There was stuff. Just wee things like that, mate. He's just. And I think he had a. Did he know he had a header that was cleared off the line? Was it I him that it, had that? Yeah, I think it was. I like spell. Spell, yeah. Hey. See, 
see watching back the highlights yesterday. So um, I had I done the match report yesterday for the website because uh, James Christie, I know, but I done it because <laughs> nobody else was able to do it. But I'm like, I might be commentating, so I'm trying to do the commentating and jot doing stuff. And see when I actually wrote the match report and I watched the highlights. I'd already sent it in; it'd been published. I forgot all about putting in the the header. <laughs> You can't then, remember everything, mate. You I can't know, mind everything. There's another one where um, I think the ball gets put into Cameron and he's got the ball in the box, at the start of the box, in the middle, and he tries to pass it into Robinson, who's making a run. But mm. while they were cut it out. So I wrote that, and then they got it away, forgetting that Luke McCowan gets in and gets a shot deflected out for a cut. I'm missing bits left right and centre, like, oh, no. Did, did you make sure you put the goal in? I, I, I got there, yeah. I had to go back and check that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, I, was, I was hard having to jot down ideas mm. uh, well I know ideas jot down what had been happening descriptive like plays of what had happened and commentate as well I was oh, I can't do that again I'm, I'm bad enough speaking and I've got to speak <laughs> and write at the same time multitasking it's <laughs> And watch the game. So watch the game. <laughs> for me. Watch well the game done. in the main stand that's got pillars over it. And then you've also got Dundee fans in front of you as well who are like getting up if anything's happening. Oh. You check you overcoming these obstacles, what you like. <laughs> <laughs> fair play, man. Fair Aye. play. But the thing is, like, see, it's like watching it, oh, sadly, I was working, but I watched it, obviously, somehow. Um, anyway. And, and, and at the end of the game, you're kind of like, yep, yeah, you know what? One all. You know, I'll take that, take that. But see, watching highlights and sat here speaking to you and then we're going on about all these chances, you're just kind of like, fuck, we, we really could have won that. And you could kind of sense that in Tony Doherty's interviews. He was kind of a bit like, you know what, we we probably could have had that game of the day. You know what I mean? But again, it's just a look of the draw, mate. Those chances that we had, if they'd fallen to a player instead of, you know, fallen to a Motherwell player, we'd... Ugh. Ifs, buts, and maybes, but I'm I'm not sitting here like, oh, this is crap. Aye, so I, I was it was a good performance. Um, one thing that well, when you were speaking about Tony Doc, there, I mean, he never made any changes. I think he was happy with the team that was out there. Um, we didn't seem to. We had players on the bench. Mm. They make it make a difference. I've got Pace, Anderson, Tiffany. Um, even yeah, I'm like surprised the, not to see him come on actually, Tiffany. I kind of wonder, has he still got like a wee niggle? Um, maybe. And with the conditions, he didn't want a chance putting him on. But maybe it were, if it was sunny and dry, yeah. But with that kind of conditions at the pitch, maybe thought, no, no, no attempting that. But Are you talking about Pineda or <laughs> Tiffany? Tiffany. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, there was about 15, I think it was probably about 15, 20 minutes to go. Actually, it was probably just after we scored. I was kind of like, you know what, we're going here. We could, <laughs> we can keep going here and get this. I'd maybe make a wee change, get Bakayoko off, put Pineda on. But then I was like, wait a minute, pushing rain. He's probably never played in rain. But no, nah, I was, I was quite happy with the way that Doherty played it. You know what I mean? He maybe didn't want to disrupt the team because the team were doing well. They weren't mm-hmm. letting the hun get to them. They were getting stuck in, um, and. <sighs> Not saying anything about the players on the bench, but do you put a player on who might not quite fancy? They've not been in the game, and mm. they might find it hard to get themselves sorted out for you know getting in, into that kind of the the way the, the pitch is. Um, yep. Players might find it hard to adjust to that straight away, where the boys that are already on the park are covered in rain and mud and everything and soaked through. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, look, you, you want to pick up the stride. 
the McCowan no changed his boots as well. Do you know what I mean? Changed his boots, yeah. He so a boy coming on could have been like, oh, yeah, I'll be fine with these boots five minutes in. Oh, fuck. But, yeah. yeah, I think McCowan went with uh, a pink boots at the first half and was it mere yellow? Was it yellow in the second? Mm. Yeah, loves his, he's loving his colours. He went from his Barbies to like his neons. Yeah, yeah. He went from his, his Barbies to his neons. Like, 90s rave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I was, you know what, we're happy with the point. Uh, maybe slightly aggrieved that we couldn't get the win. Tony Rocket afterwards, um, in the, speaking to the media, was saying that he felt like they should have got the win. And I would put, I would agree with him there. Kettlewell, his, he kind of, he, he was happy with the draw. Mm. Um, kind of speaks volumes about Dundee performance. He was happy with it. Um, all in all, it was a good start to the Premiership season for Dundee. Uh, a tough tie against a tough team. We've got a point. We went behind. We got the equaliser. I don't think you take many Dundee fans walking out that park moaning. Um, I, maybe no. Maybe no. That's really oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Hell, um, Danny. Yeah. Um, there's probably Dundee fans that were complaining that Lyle Cameron didn't he hit the ball as hard as what he should have when he scored his goal people but, complain um, he got man of the match but anyway uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see the thing is like like you were saying you know we went 1-0 down and we've like Tony he's been saying all pre-season we've showed that fight and that work ethic and mentality to get back into the game you know what I mean so mm-hmm. look it's working It's and I think we're going to hear that in spades this season mate how many times did you see in the previous season in the Premiership if Dundee went a goal behind, did we manage to come back? That would be a brilliant start to go and find out because I don't think there'll yeah. be many. <laughs> Here's a wee start for you. So I was hoping to make a big thing about it, but I can't. So we've not won a home opening fixture, um, first game of the season, of the Premiership uh, season at home uh, since 1985-86. <laughs> Obviously, championship, we've won a few at him uh, in the very first game of the season. But either, I think we've, it's all been... Draws or defeats, probably. Yeah, well, of course it will be, yeah. Obviously. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I was hoping to use that one. Also, it's still, I'll still keep going. Still loving to this day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Another record that's still going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I saw the start of the Premiership season. We were recording this before uh, the Hibs St. Mim game. Yeah, so, so if we seem a bit rushed, it's Danny's fault. It's my fault, yeah. So we were actually recording this early. So the other results throughout the league uh, Celtic 4 2 against County, Livingston 0 0 against Aberdeen, um, St Johnston got beat 2 0 against Taps, two late goals there, and Kamarnik winning 1 <laughs> 0 at home to Rangers. So um, some uh, some good, <clears throat> some sh- shocking results. Uh, I Even the Livy one. I kind of expected Aberdeen to go down there and kind of no hammer them, but like two 0 or something. So um, uh, my old boy had the the radio on, and they were basically saying that they were like there was absolutely nothing happening in that game. It's probably one of the worst yeah. games of football ever ever witnessed. Aye, yeah. So um, uh, see for me, at... like I mean, Celtic four two against County. Imagine going to Parkhead and scoring two, and but 
like you'd be hoping to get something if you'd get two against them at Parkhead. Like, come on. I know, I know. But Celtic, so you score two, they're going to score four, especially at Parkhead. It's yeah. Um, but the Achilles results someone else. Like, <laughs> I know. I, I got him and managed to catch the last like twenty odd minutes or something, and uh, I, I hardly recognised anybody that played for Rangers. I was like, "What's no. that boy? Who's he?" No, uh, Danilo, what? And I didn't think they were up to much either. And obviously, ah. <laughs> I'll come back to bite us in the ass when we play them. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, the 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 game it was kind of like fucking hell. But it looked like Kelly were a little bit uh, comfortable. Um, but yeah, the, mean, like, go at these teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, take, well, your, I, take your chances. Take your chances. That's it. That's all you got to do. Um, so obviously that. Uh, the, the results are in, and I think Dundee sat a lofty, is it fourth? Fourth on the table? I, th- I sure, yeah. Fifth, fifth, fourth. Fifth, fourth on the if table. If you're going alphabetical, I would go fourth. So we may as well just stop the league there, and we'll yeah. tap the European spot, mm. and we'll just stop it there. I'm happy enough with that. Yep, and St. Johnson are at the bottom. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Not that they really bother me, like, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the first round of fixtures. Um, it's only week one. We've got another, what, 35 games to go, so... We're going to Europe, mate. We're going to Europe. <laughs> Based on that performance. Based on the league as it is now. No, the perfor- <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Combine that, yep. <laughs> Europa League beckons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, so, uh, we don't know the result of something. Just now we're doing this podcast early doors Sunday morning, so... Um, you know, we've We've got yeah, uh, yeah, doing labs. That's what the that's what the result was. I might put that on actually. St. Man are going into the game like on the back of defeat. Um, yep. Yeah, so we've got St. Man and Paisley. Uh, they <clears throat> managed to get through to the League Cup in their group stage via the third best playoff. Though I think they actually got beat against was it Montrose or something along the way. Yeah, I watched um, that game actually. Yeah, yeah. And I think they struggled yeah. against yeah. And I think they struggled against Kelden Beef, the 1-0 against them. It took a late goal to, to beat Kelden Beef. So I think like early indications is that, that, I mean, they've made it through. That's all that matters. But I think early indications look at maybe the performances. Have they matched what they uh, did last term when they finished in the top six? Uh, I mean, the, the I've not really seen they've, they've lost a couple of players. They've brought in a couple of players. It's the usual... Um, Usual thing we've took, well, we've took Trevor Carson off him. That's one thing we've not mentioned. Um, mm. We've got Trevor Carson during the, the week, and uh, it says a six figure deal, but people in the know are saying it's 50 grand with 25 grand up top. If we stay up, I think. Seen that, yeah, most, seen that. Yeah. Mm. Um, they've also lost uh, Curtis Main, Eamon Brophy. He's, uh, uh, he's gone. Josh Shaughnessy to us, obviously. Superman team who will be hard to beat, especially in their home ground. So I think that's they had a real good record there last yeah. term. Mate, they're just they'll, they'll be like an almost identical to Motherwell. Be that kind of style of team. They will be hard to break down. They'll hit big hammer throws in their team. It's up to us to just rip them apart. Because like against Motherwell, many times did we do like we won twos in that. We won twos to create that space. I mean, I think do that again with St. Martin. I think this mm-hmm. could be a wee sneaky one nuller, man. I I remember when we first went up, so it was the 2014-15 season, and we went to St. Martin and um, we got the win. I was a 
Peter McDonald goal, I think. Aye, Peter McDonald goal. We had a, and um, it was a game that we went to. I, I think one day too confident on the victory, but it was the start of the season, and we got the win. And that kind of like got us on on my way. Um, I think we picked up, we were picking up a bit of form at that time. So now it's a, yeah. a, a, it's a great opportunity to to do this. Uh, came off a good performance, a good point there, and uh, as. Managers will say up and down the country if they had the start that we had. It's uh, yeah, let's go and build on it. You know that cliche saying, "Got to build on it." But the the best bet for us to, is to keep the ball on the, on the deck and pass the ball. Because see, punting it up wasn't working for us. I think Robinson and Bakayoko. Is that how you pronounce his name, Bakayoko? Um, yeah. He. I didn't think they linked up too well against Motherwell. No, didn't I? There was something missing between them. And I know we spoke a couple of podcasts ago about Robinson linking up with anybody and, and playing well with them, but they just seemed getting not dragged out, but both caught wandering. And that's that's the first 90 they've played together. Yeah, yeah. So we can't really jump to we just need no. to them to get this <clears throat> uh, it's this week training sessions under their belt and but what I was mean is like they're, so they're getting the ball punted up. They're big players though, they can control the ball, but They've both got their back to goal, and then Motherwell are kind of surrounding them as they're doing it. So what we really need to be doing is getting like the ball on the deck and getting it forward and letting them run be the ball. Because near the end, Bakayoko got a couple of chances. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Actually doing a run be the ball, or even in the first half where the ball got punted up and Zach Robinson's touch where he just oh man he just oh just yeah oh. just before. I was just before he was about to pull the trigger, the two Motherwell boys ran in, and I think it was McGinn got was McGinn. the tackle in. Yeah, um, I think it was a penalty. Like I'd, I want to see a better... Re- they only showed one replay on the sports scene. I want to see that again, because he gets... Yeah, he gets the ball, but he takes the man first. I'm thinking that was a stonewaller as well, but hey-ho. Yeah. Anyway, well, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a tough task. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, we should bring down a good support for that. There's, again, what... <laughs> I don't know how they've played this weekend because we've done this one early. And, I'm watching uh, it anyway. I'm going to watch the game. Yeah, um, it is. I'll be like the couple last couple of seasons where in the top flight with Superman. I'll be the same type of game from them. I don't think much much has changed from them. They'll, they'll be a hard team to break down. Just got to watch out for like uh, your Eamon Brophy up top. That's that's your your target man right there. Um, I do kind of wonder though if we will. Marco Harry as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Marco Harry. He recently signed a a new contract with them. He's a, I I think he's a a really good player. One that I would, if I had the chance, I would have had them back at Dens. Um, Keep them too quiet, and you probably will get something from this game. I would like to know if we will, obviously, we've signed Trevor Carson. McCracken has done really well in the goal. I wonder if. Tony Doherty will plump Carson in the goal. Because also we've signed, we've paid money for him. We've not paid money for him just to have him come in and sit on the bench and try and fight his way into the team. We've signed him to put him as number one. Let's be honest. Depends how fit he is, because obviously, like they said, he's not played any pre-season, mate. He's not been involved in that. So I think it depends how well he's doing in these sessions, which no, no doubt you'll be, you'll be doing brilliant. But I think McCracken, if he if he's dropped for him, I don't think that's very fair on McCracken. Like I think he's been, I think he's been really good. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing that like, unfair. Said, we've, like we've brought in Carson, and at his at his age, a thirty five years old, we've paid money for him. 
he's not coming in to sit on the bench. I, I, it is going to be a shame, but McCracken will be at the goal and Carson will be in. Mm. Um, and there's Lexton just signed a new two-year deal. He'll, he's in a third spot because uh, Sharp's out on loan. He's away to... Uh, what was Dunfermline. It Dunfermline, that's right, Dunfermline. It was uh, Jack Wilkie went out on loan to Edinburgh City. Mm. Me, this pod is all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but this is it. This is what the fans come to expect. There's structure to begin with, and then it just goes all over the shop. Descends <laughs> into anarchy. Um, yeah. Goes to yeah. the pot. But I think in the, as soon as Carson is fat, he will be he'll be number one for Dundee. But without something bad up to John McCracken, Carson will win us points. I think somebody said that like he was outstanding for Sitman and probably yeah. on them about 12, 15 points last term. And if we can get a keeper who you know will get you that, then it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, yep. Well, like, I get like it. I, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. <clears throat> but I do think it would be unfair on McCracken. Because like, mm-hmm. I do think he's had a really good start to the season. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like we've picked up a, a good lone goalkeeper from down south. And it then gets you thinking as well, what will Norch say about this? Because they've obviously set him up here to get game time. And if Carson goes in, he's not getting game time. Do they think, well, Ken, what? In the January window, we're just going to call it quits and put him out someplace else. And then you've maybe got a really good, reliable backup keeper to Carson. And now, uh, <laughs> it sounds bad the way I'm going about this here, then now you've got Leicester. <laughs> um, I didn't mean it like that. I really didn't. <laughs> just when I'm wording it there, I'm like, it's kind of Mm-hmm. But, but... <laughs> Obviously, didn't mean it that way. You said it. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> no, but you know what? You know what I mean. You've had a player that's been playing well. In the I know Cup. what you mean. Look, He's you're had, digging yeah. a hole. Aye, but Lyson hasn't played that much. Ah, fucking hell! You're like. digging a hole. Just shut up. Oh, right. Carson will go in as number one, and watch this. If he plays against it, man, he'll probably hear the game. He's fucking life. Hopefully, Which would be good for us. Well, no going to rumours and whatnot, uh, but reasons about why he wanted away from St. Man, but St. Man fans, I think, absolutely hate him. <laughs> and But they've all said the same. If he comes back and plays against them and Paisley, he's going to get a, a very hostile reception, but he Excellent. will probably have the game of his life. He will do. A lot of players have that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll, he'll that'll be water off Duck's back, but he'll not bother with that. That, nah, I, nah, that will not that will not affect him in the slightest. Like, he's a season pro, he's not going to. Um no. yeah, so we'll, we'll wait and see what happens then. We'll see wait and see what happens. But we've brought back this um part of the podcast. So I left it out last week and I did actually have people messaging me saying, When are you putting up the QA for this week? <sighs> um so <clears throat> we've brought it back. Hey, hey. <laughs> so We'll go right from the very first question. So, Ryan Crookshanks, what positions do you think are priority to get bodies in? Um, he also went on to say, I think we are quite a young side now and our game seems to be far too open. Mm, Grieve him 100%. Yeah, got a point there. You, you Especially do in the middle of the park. There's yeah, gaps so in the middle. The rumour was we were supposed to be bringing in a right-back and two centre midfielders. Two centre midfielders were meant to be experienced players. I feel that we the next couple of signings we make, which I think Tony Dockett says he's not done with signings, they have to be players that are experienced in my eyes because you need that blend of older heads with yeah. younger players. Uh, I, 
I feel that we need to maybe look at bringing in another defender because even though when Portales went off and McGee slotted into that position, I don't think really that position suits McGee. I thought so, he had a good game, mate. I thought, I thought he did, but I feel like he's better in the, the defensive midfield position. So mm. I think we need another defender. Um, Especially and, with that boy Donnelly. He's gupped, as you know. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him on loan and there's injured in training and nothing being said. Um, two months, apparently. Is it, is it two months? Yeah, so, you, well, there you go. You Right there and then. You, definitely a defender and definitely somebody that can... Like it says, there's gaps in the middle of the park at times, and I mean it's okay having that against a team like Motherwell, but if you ever come up against like a Celtic, maybe not Rangers now because they're crap, but they'll absolutely rip you apart and they will exploit those gaps. You need a, a seasoned enforcer in that middle of the park, I think, for Dundee. Yeah, and I think maybe if Callum Butcher wasn't suspended against Motherwell, we might have seen. Dundee lose that midfield battle. I think uh, you're absolutely bang on, mate. On Saturday, he would have, he would, that would be his bread and butter. He would have strolled that. That's his game. Yeah. And he'd have been lapping that up. So I think we need somebody like, not him, but like him in the middle of the park, you know, uh, just boots players up the arse, to be Is honest. Is that you trying to justify signing him again? Because I'm sure you've already tried to justify signing Butcher. <laughs> I think it was Butcher and Brian Graham, so wished. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I've ever seen a Butcher, I'd tell everybody to keep their wives away from him, but <laughs> supposedly, supposedly. <laughs> oh. In answer to Ryan's question, a, uh, a defender yeah. in a midfield, Al. All right, we've got a question from Max, and he's full. Uh, I keep saying Twitter, it's called X now. He's full X username is Max. Seven four seven five double three four eight nine five zero eight. Maybe try and shorten that. <laughs> Good lad, Max. Yeah, on you for reading out so quick. Yeah, um, he put which player from United would you like to see at the D? None. None. It's fine. Uh, to win a cup or get relegated or do shite in every cup and stay up. You know what? When I, I got asked, relegated. Yes. Somebody asked me this question ages ago on Twitter when I done the old up with the bonnets Twitter and. He's Fife, of all people. Of all, they, 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 they quipped in and was like, surely you'd want to win a cup. I ended up having an argument with East Fife, official, a Twitter account. And I was like, no, I'd rather stay up. And then I was thinking like long term. I, like, I was like, no, I'll stay up. we get myself established and, you know, we can maybe no. start building on. I know, but I was like, then maybe we can start building ourselves on winning a cup. What happened? The next season, relegated. <laughs> win a cup and get relegated. Uh, You're in Europe for a wee bit, a wee bit of money. You come back up, then you establish yourself. Well, that first day, first, well, that for uh, some silverware, that I would take a cup over rel- uh, and get relegated. Fuck it. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Dance Park Choir. They've actually gave a reasonable <clears throat> question this time. Uh, Gee's a Dundee five, a Dundee five aside team. One pre two thousand and ten, and one post two thousand and ten. The pre-2010 one will just be the Benetti era, like. Yeah, so you're going for uh, Spironi, Kishnasvili, um, you would have Kinija, Kitsbaya, Nimzadzi. That's I would it. take Kitsbaya out for Artero. After, yeah, well, aye. So well, that's pretty much my... T- I would go that. Spironi, Zura, Nimzadzi, Artero, Kinija. What a five-a-side yeah. team. They would win the 10 and 6s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe keep Kit Spy in then because it'll be six. Yeah, he'd be subbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, the post team, 
post 2010. <laughs> you have up for all the cheek he gets. I know what you were going to say. Scott Bain. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> absolutely. He's been. He's probably <laughs> after Spironi, like we had absolute duds in the goal. Like, so Rab Douglas, apart from him, apart from Rab, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I would um, go for Bain. for Bain uh, defensively. Jack Henry, <laughs> mate. Fuck you. Um, what else do we go for? Either Gary Hartkins. You know what? I can't even believe I. You know what? I pro- I probably would have went uh, Kevin Thompson. <laughs> he has got a whole. He looks like he'd be an excellent five-a-side player. That's what I mean. But so would get ah, so would GGH. Oh. Nah, I'm going Hardkins. Nah, because then you take the the wee night outs afterwards with Hardkins. I can imagine he could be a bit the character. He could be the manager. Right, so wow, wow, we've got two other players to pick for you then. Who we're going uh, for? Come on, eh? You tell me. Hmm. You're struggling. You're just saying that so. Biden time. Um, Late Macintosh. <laughs> Look at Tankulic. Pre 2000, George Shaw. Paul Tosh, get in there, but nah, he'd be hopeless at five sides. We'll just, uh, we'll just, we'll move on because we're just going to start rattling the names that we're players that we like. Um, Luke Newman. What would be your starting eleven, and what more positions do you need? Before I've already said that defensive and midfield, uh, starting eleven would not be too far off what we've seen on Saturday. Absolutely, uh, we'd maybe trying to find a way to get Tiffany in that team. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think we're going to see the same starting eleven every single week, every all the time. I think no, there no. will be little tweaks, like it's the, the the old cliche horses for courses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we've got the we've got the the, the squad there for rotating. It's not like the Gary Boyer rotation that we used to see that people got rotated for the hell of it. I think he'll make the the changes that need to be done against certain teams as well. Uh, I think Tony Dockett has got a really good football head on. I'm not that boy or never, but I think he has, and he'll uh, he'll be looking at teams and know that players like Tiffany up against certain fullbacks will will absolutely like do fantastic and get him playing there, and you know. So I think he. Starting eleven will change. I don't think it'll be too far off what we've seen on Saturday, but it will change throughout the the weeks just to adjust to who the opposition are. Um, Luis Robertson, mm-hmm. what do you think of Bakayoko? So initial thoughts were thought he looked <coughs> quite good against Inverness when he came on. He changed the game. He uh, used his weight. The game on Saturday wasn't a really good display from him. He kind of came into the game near the end, which was good, but we can't really. Uh, say that the bad display was purely dumb to him because obviously conditions and everything like that were fucking horrendous. So um, until we mm. see him full 90 minutes on pristine dry park, then we'll probably judge it there. But early indications for me is I quite like him. I think he will get goals this time. He'll throw himself about and probably got sent off a couple of times because he's just going <laughs> to throw boys up in the air. That's my prediction. And you know what? I did completely back you up on that. But I do think once he gets going and once he gets that weak partnership with Robinson, I think they'll be on fire. I, really I think do. I think what, what needs to happen with that kind of partnership is Robinson likes moving out and getting about. So let him do that, but Bakayoko would just stay in that middle and just wait. Just keep wait in the middle of the park. And you see these goals again, it's YouTube highlights. But it's no <laughs> they're all no in the middle. Yeah, they're all in the middle. That's that's what 
if that's what we're seeing there, that's what maybe we should be looking at. That must be strength, you know. So get him in the middle of the park, uh, the middle of the box, and if you get the ball into him, and then looks like, like you'll you'll slot it away. So early indications are we think he will do well. Wait a minute, the five-a-side team post two thousand and ten, Danny. Come on. Uh, but I'm going with people who we've seen post. So two thousand ten onwards. Aye. Well, Ben Henry Harkins, Stuart Fuppin Hemmins. We'll go with that then. There we are. Who Can't would win? That. Who would win? Oh, the old, oh, the old heads. The old heads. Uh, youngies would just be running about thinking they're going to beat them. The oldies would just ken what today, yeah. Play them now. <laughs> anyway. Uh, last question. <laughs> Phil Skelly. Phil, which is the best Guardians of the Galaxy film? I've not seen the first thing. <laughs> seen it. And seen it. I enjoyed the, Too much I enjoyed the first thing. Though I would say I probably go and I'll probably watch the third then and then gear up on Marvel films because there's just too many now and they're starting to kind of lose their appeal and touch. But there's the the film critique in me. <laughs> okay, IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, rotten tomatoes. <laughs> rotten tomatoes, fucking rotten podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, people ask for it, they're getting it. The just Q and A every week. So, um, right, let's move on. Actually, then, will we see what's happening on the archive? It's back. I've actually done my uh, research. Paul, you'd be glad to know. <laughs> We've got things to speak about. So let's kick off seventh of August in two thousand and three. Jim Duffy made the signing of Mr. Brent Sancho. Oh, class. Oh, class. Trinidad and Tobago International, six foot one. Is he not involved in like the Trinidad and Tobago's like FIFA headquarters now or something? Ah, he's something like that suited him. He's really high up. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, he was on a football corruption corruption and football documentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Just sums up that either for Dundee, isn't it? Even the players doing the line will get done for corruptness. <laughs> yeah. Eighth for August nineteen ninety nine, it was the first ever game uh of the New Dense Park, either of the want to put that it was the Bobby Cox and Shankly's first game uh, since getting built, and it was live on Sky. It was a five past six kickoff on a Sunday, um, and uh, unfortunately, it ended up in a four three victory for Hibs. Hibs with two late goals, uh, Kenny Muller getting the, the winner at XD. Uh, I've actually been doing the highlights for that game for the Archive YouTube page, and mm. it was it was it was. I remember being at the game. It was a cracking game. Dundee were three two ahead at one point. Went one 0 behind. Um, brought it to two one. Then Hibs went two all. Three one, and then two late goals. Frank Sosie as well. A couple of cracking free kicks for him. Yep, I was there. Him. Yeah. Um, Frank Sosie. What player? <laughs> the ninth of August. It's happy. Happy twenty first to. Owen Michael Beck, a loan signing from Liverpool. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. Happy so, birthday, wee man. Happy birthday. Uh, the 10th of August, 1985. I think this is the game I was on about earlier on. It was a 2-1 victory for Dundee at home against St. Man. 
<laughs> Bobby Connor were both the goals. Brilliant. And like I said, that was the last time that Dundee managed to actually do anything at, uh, at home in the Premiership on the first day. <laughs> um, 11th of August 2015. It was a game at Tannadice. It was 2 all. Blair Spittal put United 2 0 ahead. Two quick fire goals. Uh, minutes apart, but then Greg Stewart with an absolute beezer of a goal made it 2-1, and then a Mr James McPake in the 93rd minute mm-hmm. uh, hammered home an equaliser that uh, everybody likes to say made United's season go even further down than to what happened to them at the end of that. It was the, the beginning and the end, that's what they like to say. It was so good. That was, that was a good end. So good, and that goal, that last goal, started from Scott being incredible save, like yeah. And Harkins, um, Harkins basically no filling. Well, who could have been a filling? the boy. He asked the game as well as he walked off. He put, he was also getting the chats, uh, you fat bastard for United fans, and he pulled off his top to produce a, a something resembling a six pack and slapped it. So, <laughs> what a man. Um, this one's only from last year, the 12th of August, 2022. It was a Friday night. It was under the lights. It was live on BBC Scotland, and it was 4-2 Dundee against Arbroath. This was a fantastic game. Obviously, we um, yeah. never sealed the victory until the last couple of minutes, but the goal for me was Josh Mulligan's, the fourth one. That's when you knew that we had something special on that boy. We've seen it before, <sighs> but when he scored that goal, it was like, this is it. This boy has got something about him, definitely. I think I watched that goal about a hundred times there. Mm-hmm. See if he, oh mate, see if he'd done that against Motherwell. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he'd hit that ball as sweet as what he did. Oh, God. Josh. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, it's the 13th of August and it falls on 1982. Uh, Rab Shannon signed for Dundee. Oh, he signed his first professional contract with Dundee. There we he go. Went, went on to make 265 first-team appearances and scored 13 goals. And that's it. And that's it. It's back, and it's just as bad as what it was before we stopped doing it. That's your lot. That's your lot. <laughs> um, yeah, that, and that is your lot, actually, because that's all we've got time to speak about, because I've got to rush off and do things today. That's why we've done it so early. And I've got um, to go to the pub. Paul's got to go to the pub and watch football, so well done him. But yeah, it's great to uh, great to have you on, Paul, and it's great to have the league campaign back up and running. It was a point for Dundee, a well-deserved one. Should have got all three points, really, but you know what? We'll take it and we'll build on it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>